Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. One of the big stars of the last uh, 15 years, give or take, could be coming back to the NFL. There's a there's a buzz a-growing. Uh, is it Brett Favre? No, it is not Brett Favre. Uh, how about uh, Peyton Manning and his noodle arm and his wife's HGH? Uh, no. No way. That is not happening. Maybe Randy Moss will come back. Randy Moss will come back and play. Is that going to happen? No, that's not happening. How about Calvin Johnson? Would that happen? Uh, Maybe. That's the guy. Uh, If you've not been paying attention here, maybe you were in a coma watching uh, your favorite practice football game that took place on Thursday. But uh, we've learned now that there is interest. There is growing interest to try to twist the arm of the player affectionately called Megatron, 
and get him to return to the NFL. This is a story that is developing as we speak right now. In fact, one report indicating that not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six teams, at least six not NFL two, not teams. Not three, That's right, not four, yeah. not five, Keep that. not six. No, no, six. That's it. Maybe more. You're right. Maybe more than that, LeBron. I'm sorry. Our interest in this guy. So let's talk about it. Now, so far, we are hearing that the Lions' former receiver has pushed back on the idea of coming back. He's pushed back at those teams that have kicked the tires on the transformer to see if he wants to come back and play football. But let's talk about this. Now, the question, what are the chances that Calvin Johnson says, "Eh, I want to come back and play. I would like to return to an NFL roster before the end of of the season. Now, I'm an amateur odds maker. I'm a bookmaker. Uh, as you know, on the radio for years, I have set the line and I have money on both sides. I'm very good at setting the line. Uh, so I'm going to set the odds at this. Calvin Johnson coming back to an NFL franchise this season at 20%. I got the odds as a 20% chance that Megatron comes back. There's three things on this. Okay. It's complicated, money grab, and desire. Those three things are in play here. Now, first of all, the fact that Calvin Johnson walked away from the Lions presents the biggest obstacle. It's also the reason he's available, but there's a lot of red tape. The bureaucracy of football is in play here. And the fact that Megatron said, I'm done, no mas, I'm out of here, the fact that he did that, means that you got a lot of crap you got to deal with. It's got to be chopped away. You got to get a machete and chop it away for this even to be a remote possibility. Because in the bizarre world of the National Football League, Detroit still owns the rights to Megatron. You imagine, like, I don't know what you do for a living. I work here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, They got rid of me uh, years ago, which was a great decision by the company, clearly. Uh, I had a six-month and 26-day break. You're I, fired. I called it my, my gap half year where I, uh, I, was, uh, I was a free agent. But, but if I was an NFL player, would they have owned my rights? I couldn't work anywhere else. I mean, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous situation. I mean, you imagine he's done. I believe that what should happen here, I say if you sit out an entire year, you should be rewarded and you should be a free agent. That's what I say. That's the Maller rule when I become the commissioner of the NFL. But those aren't the rules now, so it's complicated for a guy like Megatron to come back. Now, you have, you have to twist around Calvin Johnson uh, to get him to come back. I don't even know how much of that is true. Like There have been people speculating that he would like to come back, but he don't want to play for the Lions anymore. And if he could play for somebody else, uh, he would do it. But you got to start with that. You got to convince Calvin Johnson that it is worth the time to come back, and then you you also have to give the Lions compensation because the Lions are going to be like, all right, uh, give us something, give us a conditional draft pick, done. Let's make a deal. Uh, and then secondly, it is my position that the player formerly known as Megatron would be willing to play. I believe he would be willing to play. Uh, he. You say he's burned out in Detroit. There was a situation there that was not was not a healthy situation. So now, now that he's had a sabbatical, 
now that Calvin Johnson's had a chance away from football, he can come back. In theory, he can come back refreshed, right? recharged. Recharge those batteries and be ready to make another run at whatever, whatever. Now, keep in mind also that this would be a chance to earn a good amount of money, right? The ingredients here, pretend we're in the kitchen and we're trying to make a delicious plate of brownies and uh, and then there's a cake over there and there's a pie and we're going to make it all. The ingredients here have to be just right. It, it's got to be a team that I would say has a fighting chance, right? Because why would you come back to play for a team like the Lions or someone on that level? That makes no sense. So there's only a handful of teams in play here, and it's the upper crust. It's the, the top teams in the NFL, teams like the Patriots, the team projected, teams projected to be good, the Cowboys, uh, teams along those lines. Plus the financial element, it's got to be worth the headache. It's got to be worth the headache for the, for the player. I, mean, I, would, I would say Megatron, he made a lot of money. He was the highest-paid receiver in the NFL um, but when you make a lot of money, what's the old line? You spend a lot of money, right? And why not? You, you can't make that kind of clown money doing too much. The, playing in the NFL, there's very few jobs. Wall Street hedge fund guy uh, can do make a lot of money doing that. I mean, there's a few jobs where you can make ridiculous clown money, but the NFL's one of those jobs. So he, he's not coming back unless this is a money-grab situation. That's got to be one of the elements on the menu. You, you got to have that on the menu. Okay, so you, you have to have that. Now, the final thing here, the ultimate question, does Megatron, does he have the desire? You can say he wants to come back and play, but does he have the desire to play? I mean, last time he played back in 2015, he was good. He had a 1,000-yard season. He had 88 catches, I think, something like that, uh, and, and scored a bunch of touchdowns. He was good. He wasn't great. He was good. Football. I remember my coach yelling at me when I was uh, back in my day when I played football. You can't play football at 50%. You can play basketball at 50%. You can play baseball at 50%, but you can't play football at 50%. Why? You're going to be killed. You're going to get hurt. You cannot do it. So if he's not all in, the artist known as Megatron there, if he's not all in, then we have have a case where he's just going to come back. The pass is not there. He's going to get hurt. And this will be a, a short-time situation. Now, I said the odds are 20%. Now, I'm going to now tell you the team that is the favorite of that 20% to get Calvin Johnson. This is a Ben Maller Show exclusive. No one else has this content. No one. Nobody else has this. I, I am, as I pointed out many times, a distant relative of the great Nostradamus. Uh, Sue saying is in my blood. I, I have been a fortune teller. Along with all this other stuff, the team that is the favorite, should Megatron come back? The Raiders. The greatness of the Raiders. Now, why am I going with the Raiders? This is easy. This is very easy. Obviously, the Raiders have good receivers, but Megatron would make them great receivers. right? You put Megatron on that team as a number two or number three option, that is wonderful. And the Raiders have a knack to get players to come out of retirement. Marshawn Lynch taking his beast mode act and coming out of retirement to play for the Raiders. I know he's from the Bay Area. I get that. But Megatron also, uh, this uh, summer, a couple months ago, was in Raider camp just, like, hanging out. And he was wearing the silver and black. That's it. That's my favorite right there. I'm going with Megatron to the Raiders. 
Make sure you put that on the Fox Sports Radio Twitter feed. The Raiders are the favorite to land Calvin Johnson. Just think of the tweets that will get, the retweets, the buzz. I said it on the radio. It's That's true. They're the favorite right there. Big breaking news. That's how we start. That's not breaking down practice football. That's not how we begin. We will mix that in occasionally. We will mix that in uh, from time to time. All right, Spend Ben Maller's show on Fox. And uh, right now, let's see. Well, I guess we can say hi to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, the Grim Reaper Garcia, who's uh, somewhere. The Grim Reaper? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, many people reminding me. Every time the Dodgers win a game, I am reminded. Well, Eddie said it's over. Uh, Eddie said it's over without Kershaw. They can't win. Why do and you, all why they do have you continue done, to distort the facts? All the Dodgers have I, done I, I, is win. rhetorically. All they have won uh, every game just about. They're not, they just had a 7-2 did, did road I, did trip. Did I say that they wouldn't make the postseason? Did I say the, that uh, without Clayton Kershaw in the regular season the they Dodgers, would collapse? Did the, I say the that? The Los Angeles Dodgers are on the best run. Wow. They continue I, I, it. Is this mic since, on? Since 1912. Hello? Uh, and no one even was alive in 1912. Everyone alive then is dead. So in, in our lives, in the lives of every man, woman, and child, this is the greatest professional baseball team run of all time. We are witnessing God, greatness. Wait they lose. And negative people like Eddie Garcia. I will pop a bottle and, of champagne and haters, when they blow it in the playoffs. And, and haters who can't appreciate greatness. This is uncomplicated, Eddie. And people they like yourself. They are having a wonderful regular People season. like you are trying I'm to make this. I am on the this, record saying that. You're, no, you're not. You, you, you were doing Grim Reaper, Sky is Falling Radio. And I laugh at you. I laugh at my colleagues here. I When's laugh Clayton at the Kershaw people. Kershaw pitching again? It doesn't matter. We don't even need him. It, it does we matter don't even need in the him. postseason. We got Darvish. You Darvish. My favorite new pitcher. You Darvish. All he does is strike everyone out, Eddie. Yeah. He's a strikeout machine. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame. Effortless. You Darvish. I, you, I will repeat are you what I me? said. The Dodgers. I will repeat what I said again for people no. who may actually believe no, no. what's you, coming is, out of Ben's mouth. Attention, and here's what I said. This is spin. Attention, this is not spin. This is spin by this Garcia. Is exa- an exact spin Garcia. You're such an spin idiot. Spin Garcia. Go what, ahead, spin exactly, it. It's not spinning. I, well, exactly uh-huh. what I said is no, it's not true. If, if Clayton Kershaw does not pitch for the Dodgers in the postseason, they are done. They will not, not win a championship. Not true. Yes, spin. true. No, this this ain't your daddy's Dodgers. This ain't anybody's Dodgers. We'll see about Dodgers. that. We'll this see is, about that. This is the Golden State Warriors. How many of postseason games have this they won this the year? This is the '90s Chicago Bulls. Yeah, this zero is, is the amazing. answer. Amazing. That's a ridiculous, illogical argument, Eddie. No team in baseball that, is a playoff game. For me to say no that maybe the best pitcher game. in the game, if he's not pitching for that team, that yeah. they're not going to win a World well, Series. I, see, wow! Yeah, what a you, you what know, an unbelievable the, controversial the, statement the, by the, me. You, oh, you, God. You, you are doing hate radio, and I don't do hate radio. What are you, what doing, you are doing, Ben? I am doing real washing radio. radio. I am doing realistic, Wash those balls, accurate Mauer. radio. Is what I am doing. Oh, by here. the way, the Dodgers are Ben's favorite team. In case you didn't know, no, no, I'm fair and balanced. If this were the Astros, he'd be doing the exact. The Astros. I'm glad Not. you brought that up. Remember when the Astros were the toast of baseball, and all we did was we were doing like a local show in Houston. 
Like we had nonstop Astro this, Astro you didn't that. Say much about the Astros. We, we had callers calling in. We had a bunch of people calling up. Guess who's ten games behind the Dodgers now? Go ahead, take a guess, Eddie. Which team's ten games back know. of the Dodgers? Let me try and guess. Take a guess. Mm, the Astros. Oh, good job! Wow, winner. you're a winner. Eddie. I don't know how I read your mind. Uh, it's on that amazing one. that you were able to do that. I can't believe Crazy. you were able to pull that out. See, see, yeah. I know people like you. I know. I I've never done negative radio here. I've been doing this a long time. I've always done positive radio. Let's get the radio. line meter up here. But let me, let me tell you how the mind of people like Eddie Garcia work, okay? Uh, logically? So if Kershaw comes back, then the spin, he's going to be a twist. He's going to twist it around. He's gonna, well, he's he's lost. He's 4-7 and seven in the playoffs. He's got an ERA of if, over if 4. If Kershaw he comes sucks. back. Stop. And they don't win the World Series. They're yeah. one of the biggest chokers yeah, in history There you of go. Sports. You see what a fraud Garcia is? You see that? Is that right not there? a fact? You are a fraud, With this Eddie. team that You're has blown through the regular this season and is, they have their this, ace back from injury. This is a miraculous is that not an once in a lifetime well, let me performance. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask this you a question. No Stradamus relative. Why are you yelling? If, if Kershaw comes back and he's healthy. And they don't win They're the World winning. Series. This, I've this, already this, said it. Okay, let's just entertain the minute possibility no, that that happens. There's no chance. If that happens, there are they not the no biggest chance. chokers in there, sports ever? There is True zero. Or false? There is zero chance, oh Eddie. They are I'm shredding done. Turning baseball. Off the microphone. They are ambushing everyone. This is a butchering. Someone call the police. This is violence is what's going on with this team Danny right now. Danny G, as a Dodger fan, are you not cringing no, at this, Danny? No, that's the old Dodger fan. The Danny new Dodger G, fan. aren't you as a Dodger Stana, fan like, Danny. rubbing your head no. like you've got a headache because of this? No, not at all. This Mallard drivel? Stop. This is accurate baseball analysis. You won't get this anywhere else either. This feels like when I was caught in between my parents when they were divorcing. What he means to say, Eddie, is you're wrong how and I'm that, right. How That's did that what he end? Did they divorce Eddie? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, Bad the, things are coming. The, the, word, the word here for this Dodger season, one word, flawless. This has been so, Ben's worse so, than so me far. when it comes to the Lakers. Well, like, this is, oh, this by is far. over the this top. Is this is ridiculous. Shut up, Coop. Uh, I've been waiting for this my entire life, and I'm going to enjoy <laughs> every moment. I am not going to wait until the end to enjoy this. Yeah, because it I am not. not. Uh, this is unparalleled. It's going to be just like the Mariners. No, 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 no. This could be it's like the Cubs the last year. This it's is worse than the Mariners. This is the ninety-eight. The Mariners did not have Clayton Kershaw. This is the, the greatest pitcher of his generation. Yankees. This is the his generation all time, Yankees. Eddie. Well, I'm not this going there. This is greatness. That's ben and territory. you suck, and you suck. Not you, Danny, yet, because you're on the fence. But you kind of suck because you're on the fence. You should be all in no, on the I'm Dodgers. Not on the fence. Yeah. I just, uh, it's hard to celebrate. Nobody will let ben, Dodger fans ben, celebrate. Ben, why don't you right bring now? in a bottle of champagne and you Let's and Danny can spray all, right. all over each other we'll next week? Sh- we'll have a bubble. <laughs> we don't have to wait till the end we'll of the season. We'll put it on Periscope. Yeah. We'll, we'll recreate. We'll try I'll to- buy the champagne. Yeah. All right, perfect. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Supposed to happen this week. Big news, big news. The rumor that has been out there for a long time, uh, several months, could become a reality, they say, by the end of the week. What is that rumor? Well, it involves Ezekiel Elliott, the uh, running back of the Dallas Cowboys, who might not be running the football anytime soon uh, because the uh, report is that we're being told now the, the suspension is going to happen this week, it is expected, is Definite. There's no wiggle room. If you believe the evil media, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended. 
How long he is going to be suspended, nobody knows. So, but I could have broken that story last week too. I could say, Ezekiel Elliott, I know he's going to be suspended. It's like like when uh, a baseball insider reports that, like Justin Verlander. If I was a baseball insider, I would say, well, Justin Verlander may or may not be traded. Like okay, it's like well he he's gonna get suspended. We don't know how long he's gonna get suspended for. That part is still undetermined. But let's think about this now. The National Football League investigative arm, the bureaucracy that is the NFL. Remember how long the investigation of the New England Patriots took? And it seems like everything the NFL does is run by the ridiculous red tape of big big governments. Like the NFL is like a big government establishment here. The oligarchy of football, as our friend uh, Fred Dreyer, who came in here a couple of years ago, used to talk about. Uh, there's a name drop for you. But but it's true. Listen, the, the, the reality is the NFL, they, what has changed in the Ezekiel Elliott case? I mean, the, the main thrust of the investigation was the uh, alleged domestic assault, which he was not charged with in the state of Ohio. And so now we're awaiting a suspension, but it's likely from what we're hearing here that Ezekiel Elliott's going to be suspended for some other stuff. That they didn't find something, as we if we talked about this week, the fact that much like with the mob, they don't get you for the crimes you actually commit, they get you for tax evasion. And it seems, if we are reading the tea leaves properly, that that's what's going on with, with Ezekiel Elliott. And even if, even if he should get Suspended, let's say, on Friday afternoon, the Friday news jump, and Friday about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's like the NFL announces Ezekiel Elliott has been suspended for the first four games of the 2017 NFL season. Let's say that happens. Well, what's the next move? First of all, Ezekiel Elliott will likely appeal that decision. So that will then push the ball back to the league office in New York, and you'll go through the appeals process. And then that, you know, we'll see if Roger Goodell's the one that decides that or not. And then if Ezekiel Elliott is not satisfied, the second part of this, what happens if he's not satisfied? Well, Zeke could then do what Tom Brady did, lawyer up. That doesn't mean he's not going to be suspended. We learned from the commissioner's witch hunt against the New England Patriots. We learned that the NFL's commissioner, the office of the commissioner has the ultimate power. And all those muckety-mucks at the NFL, the ones that set the rules and the regulations and the procedures, th- th- there's no way around it. Uh, they have all the ultimate power, and so, yeah, they can go to court, and Ezekiel Elliott can drag this on even further, and maybe that's the way to do it. But eventually he's going to get suspended because the NFL's got the ultimate juice here in all of this. But think about it. Over a year, this has drawn on. On and on and on and and I don't know Ezekiel Elliott. He seems like he's fine. He's made some some you know interesting moves, but many people make interesting moves. It seems like everything's thrown into the echo chamber because of the Dallas Cowboys, and it's cranked up a couple of notches. It's nice that the NFL though waited until Jerry Jones got in the Hall of Fame before they decided to do this. It's very polite of them, very kind of the the league office. Now, meanwhile. I got to pivot from the NFL because just 15 days remain. 15, that's it, until the sham in the desert, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Money Mayweather. The matchup that nobody seems to want to watch. 
uh, at least buy a ticket for, in front of thousands of currently available seats. And they are, we'll, we'll have more on that later, but that, let's just say they are really stretching to try to make it seem like this is a very popular fight when we know the public has spoken and they have essentially given the bird to both McGregor and Mayweather in terms of ticket sales. But uh, we, we have been reminded, at least I was reminded, and this is the second time in a month that I've been reminded, that the fight fan, many of the fight fans, especially the Conor McGregor fans, the minions of McGregor are not the brightest on the block. Oops, it happened again. It is happening. And now, uh, if you remember a couple of weeks back, we put a video out. We, we'd seen the video, and we thought it was great. Uh, this Conor McGregor impersonator had hit Los Angeles. And he was going around with a couple of guys, and everyone was convinced that this was Conor McGregor. And it was just great video. It just was wonderful. Well, it has happened again. And if you've not heard about the latest twist to this story, the Conor McGregor international doppelganger working his magic now in the Big Apple. And this time, it was even more in, in, enhanced. The, uh, the ruse, the scam was even bigger. An estimated... Check this out. 10,000 people were fooled in Times Square by a guy pretending to be Conor McGregor. (laughs) What the f*** is he wearing? (laughs) He looks like a little breakdancer or something. A little 12-year-old breakdancer. What the f***? He's 40. (laughs) So... Let's talk about this now. Those numbers are crazy. And all my friends in New York always tell me how they are much better than everyone else and they're smarter and they don't fall for these kind of things. Well, the, the people in Times Square, and I know the argument's going to be, well, they're all out-of-towners. But the McGregor lookalike from Kazakhstan, uh, this guy put on a show for the ages. <laughs> right? For, Venice Beach was like the minor leagues, and this was the big leagues in the Big Apple. So the question we will ask what does this say about the McGregor fan base? Again, again, you got bamboozled by a lookalike. Now, this is classic celebrity worship syndrome. It is obviously deception, and it also involves the Q rating. It's all of those things, and I'll tell you why. Number one, the, the people that were in Times Square, this, this just happened the other day. These people, just like in Venice Beach, are suffering from the same medical condition. Do you know if you go on WebMD right now? I did earlier. WebMD says it is a real thing. Celebrity worship syndrome is a legitimate thing. You could have it right now. Now, what is it, you say? It is an obsessive, addictive disorder in which a person becomes overly involved with the details of a celebrity uh, celebrity's personal and professional life. That was on full display with this Conor McGregor guy. The, the, the McGregor lookalike. Listen, I get it. He's a big name. The real Conor McGregor's a big name right now. And, and people want to be near him and get a piece of the celebrity. Apparently, even if it's just a facade uh, and, and a ruse, you still want to be part of it. Uh, my good. You had, a, you had a stampede. I'm going to tweet out the video in a couple minutes here. But you had a stampede of men, women, and children screaming, completely oblivious to the fact that it wasn't Conor McGregor. And, yeah, it looked kind of like him, but if you took the sunglasses off, you could tell it wasn't anything like him, the face. The face looks a lot different there. 
But they were all taking selfies, slapping high fives, having a grand old time. They were like, this is the greatest thing in the world. What a great day. What a blessed day I have. I'm with Conor McGregor. I would think two weeks before a big fight, he'd be in New York just driving around. That's what Conor McGregor would be doing. He wouldn't be training anywhere out in Vegas or in L.A. He wouldn't be doing that. I mean, man. All right, now the second thing on this, the, the, the other big takeaway, from the McGregor deal, this this impersonator, which has now happened twice. And I assume he's, what's he going to go, Chicago next? Where's he going next? Chicago, Boston, Houston, I don't know, San Francisco. He's got to do it again. He's already done it twice. Why not do it a third time? You got two weeks to pull it off. You got to do it another time. But the, the big takeaway from all this is, is how gullible people, many people are. If you wear the proper makeup, if you've got the right look, this guy had the sunglasses to cover up his eyes. looked a lot different than Conor McGregor. You got the, the tattoos, the fake tattoos. He had that. And it, it's like the old phrase we all heard when we were kids. If it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. If it kind of looks like Conor McGregor and he's got a bunch of people around him and he's got what might be the right tattoos, ah, it's got to be Conor McGregor. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man, oh, man. But I, I do give him credit because they went to Venice Beach and Times Square, These guy, this guy and his, his group of people. And those are hotbeds for, for out-of-towners, right? These are the people. You go to New York, you're in Times Square, you want to see a celebrity. You want to be part of the action. You're in L.A., you go to Venice Beach, you want to check out Muscle Beach, you want to see people working out. You go to Hollywood, you want to see celebrities, right? The whole thing. And so that's what was going on. These people mostly on vacation doing their thing. And he, the McGregor doppelganger was surrounded by goons. He had, he had the, the fake goons surrounding him with, with the earpiece, the whole thing. It looked legit. In the video, they, he did a really good job. The problem is he couldn't talk to anyone. So he just had to smile and kind of like, you know, shake hands with him and flex. Because if he started talking, the, the ruse was up. That's a problem, right? So they, they did an amazing job. The choreography, in fact, so much so. You'll see this. I'm going to tweet out the video here in a, mo- in a moment. The New York Police Department, the NYPD, at one point stepped in to help escort the Escalade carrying the fake Conor McGregor out of Times Square. There was this overwhelming uh, amount of humanity that was trying to get to the fake McGregor, and the NYPD had to step in there and save the fake McGregor. Don't! <laughs> Uh, I'm not making that up. It, this is more evidence that anything, all things a celebrity, have captured the attention of just about everybody, and uh, and so it goes. But the, the, the final thing on this, it, it is a mixed bag if you're Conor McGregor's publicist. Because on one hand, right, if, if you're on one hand, it's pretty cool for the Q rating that mobs of lunatics wanted a piece of you. But then on the other hand, if if you're, you're the publicist, you're like, well, that wasn't him. <laughs> that was, I mean, you could put anybody out there and pretend you're Conor McGregor, and you know he was sporting kind of the same tattoos on his chest and all that. It, it makes you wonder, could we pull this off? Do you think if I found a LeBron James doppelganger, and I, I is this only is this unique to McGregor? Is this unique this phenomenon with boxing and McGregor? What if we found somebody that looked like Steph Curry? And we took Steph Curry out to, to New York, to Times Square, and we put him in like a Under Armour jumpsuit, and we put him in the back of an Escalade. Would it work? I don't think it would work. 
What about Tom Brady? You can get somebody that looks like Tom Brady. Could you remember that? Well, the the guy with the Tom Brady mask. Remember the the people at the Bleacher Report last year? They had the Tom Brady mask. That was more people knew it was fake, but they were, they were wanted to take a picture. All right, Spin Maller show on Fox. We've got the, uh, the entire uh, gang is here. Here, uh, Eddie's over there doing some negativity. Uh, we've got Danny G, the Coop de Loop. We're all we're all hanging out. You guys, this video is even better, Eddie. This video better than the other one. Huh? Yeah, this is you had NYPD escorting this guy, escorting the fake McGregor. He walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. There was a mom there with her kids. Oh my God, you made our trip. Thank you so much. That oh, was great. I will. I will definitely have to check yeah, that out. It's, uh, wonderful. Now, I'd yeah, like cool. to. I'd like to come to the defense of Conor McGregor fans because that's how you started off this monologue. Yes. You said that yes. they not must not be that smart. Uh-huh. Now, I would say the overwhelming majority of people in these videos are not Conor McGregor fans. They're just normal people. Conor McGregor's fame has gotten to the point where it's it's gone mainstream. It's it's leaked out of MMA and fight fans. People who just who aren't even into sports know who Conor McGregor is at this point. So you see somebody walking around and they've got a you know a posse around them, an entourage. You know these fame hungry people are just are just eh. like these fame lovers. They're like, oh, who's who's that over there? Hey, who who is that? Do you know who that is? And then somebody who like has seen Conor McGregor on the news, is like, oh, that, that's Conor McGregor. And then these people are like, oh, my God, that's Conor McGregor. I want to get eh. a picture with him. That's what's happening here. They're uh, not right. Conor you know McGregor what? fans. I will give you the benefit of the doubt on the thing in L.A. I'll give you that. But if, if you pay attention to this stuff at all, this is the second time. I mean, I get the thing. The, the thing in L.A. I get because that was the first time I'd ever seen that before. But the fact that he's now done it twice. No, people only heard about the L.A. thing are only people no. like us that – uh, you know, listen I'm, to sports radio or check out the, that's the sports everyone. blogs. That's 100 million people that listen to sports talk radio. What are you talking about? I bet you the majority of these people that are crowding him in the streets don't listen to sports radio. They look like my kind of listeners. I don't know <laughs> <about>. <laughs> they look like my kind of people. I don't know what you're, uh, you're getting at there, Coop. Yeah. All right. I'd like to pull it off with somebody else if we can and, find it. A- uh, speaking of that, I, I do actually think you would be able to pull it off, but only – only with a select few people. I think it would work with LeBron. What about OJ? If you said OJ Simpson's in the back of that, that car, uh, would it work? Get an old dude, put him in the back of the car. Yeah. No, because not enough. I feel like not enough millennials, even with all the recent news, they still, still don't know. really know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're a millennial, Coop. So who, who, you say LeBron would yeah, work? Yeah, Le- LeBron uh, would work because he's enough of a yeah. you know mainstream star. Um, man, I don't know too many. Tom people Brady. Other, like, what about Tom Brady? Peyton Manning? What you but I feel Manning? like Americans are more familiar with those athletes. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Like, you know? like Steph Curry's on TV 20 times a day selling his shoes or some crap. Right, whereas Conor McGregor's a new phenomenon. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. Right. But I mean, the mainstream, yeah. But you know, Floyd Mayweather's not, and everybody's talking about this, and it's been hyped up so much over the last month or so. I think uh, the only reason I feel like Tom Brady wouldn't work is because I don't see him in enough national Spots. Peyton Manning would definitely work if you could find somebody that looked close enough to him. So you just got to get a guy with like a six head, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. I got Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop Dello. 
Ben, we had reports earlier this week that one David Blatt is looking to make a return to the NBA. Now, ever since he was fired Who? by uh, David Blatt, a uh, former LeBron James assistant. He's been working at the Cheesecake Factory since he left the Cavs. Yes, well, well, actually, ever since uh, LeBron fired him from the Cavs, he has been coaching overseas, but he wants to make a return to the big time. Ben, do you think he showed enough to get another job in the NBA? Yeah, this is a a situation where if you look at the raw numbers, if you go to, like, basketball reference and look at David Blatt's record, you'll say absolutely, right? He's 43 games above five hundred, made the NBA Finals in a year and a half. He got fired. He had the best team in the Eastern Conference, and he got fired as coach of the Cavs. But since I am an odds maker, I I would say the odds on this, I'm going to go high. I I think I'm going high at 35%. I believe there is a 35% chance that he gets another gig in the NBA. The, the reason why, the first thing is David Blatt, had, he was essentially a sock puppet in Cleveland. That's not going to help him. right? That's, that's the bad stuff. LeBron James has unconditional authority and is said to have regularly emasculated David Blatt, especially during the NBA Finals that Blatt coached in. Uh, so as a result of that free reign, the coach of the Cavaliers, in my opinion, gets zero credit. But I'm not everybody. There are people in the NBA that disagree with that. They think that David Blatt's a very good coach. His international resume is impressive. And secondly, the reason I believe that Blatt has as high as a 35% chance to coach again in the NBA is a couple of things. you got the high turnover rate and the fact that he is an international man of mystery. The NBA cycles through coaches at a very high rate of speed. The next NBA season, there will likely be around 10 coaches that are on the hot seat by the end of the season, and maybe half of those will lose their job. It is a game of musical chairs. So you parlay that with this romance, this love affair with international hoops that a lot of NBA executives have, and it is completely reasonable to think that if David Blatt really wants to get back, and he lets everyone know he wants to get back in the NBA – that he has a a pretty good shot of making that happen, but it's not going to be a team with LeBron James. It's going to be a team with a bunch of dreck on the roster. Next! Well, in the past, Coach Les Miles has said that he would never do any kind of media television work. And lo and behold, yesterday he announced that he's going to be doing some media television work. Now, uh, Les Miles will be joining the SEC Network's pregame show as well as some other media stuff. Now, Ben, how well do you think Miles will do, and uh, how long before he's back on the sidelines? Yeah, I saw this, that Miles is going to do some broadcasting. The word here is unmemorable. That's my prediction. This is going to be unmemorable. Les Miles would be and could be a wonderful broadcaster, but it's not going to happen right now. And the reason why it's not going to happen is, A, the fact that Les Miles wants to be a head honcho again. It's great for him. He wants to be a coach. It's in his DNA and all that but it is going to destroy any chance that Les Miles is a great broadcaster. Miles will be guarded with his opinions. He's not going to want to step on too many toes because he wants to get another job. So you're going to have unmemorable broadcasting. He's going to be like every other jock, the jockocracy of broadcasting, where these guys all speak in cliches, buzzwords, and in his case, coach speak. That's what you're going to get. If you like that, you're going to like Les Miles. And B, if I'm old Miss, I would hire Les Miles today. I would hire him right now. When he gets coaching out of his system, then I say come back, become a talking head, put the makeup on. When you're unencumbered, 
because you don't have to worry about getting another coaching job, then you can do the job right. Otherwise, it's going to be uninteresting and it'll be tiresome like everybody else. Next. Roger Goodell reiterated again this week that he supports a shorter preseason. Now, obviously, the NFL has proposed this before, but with an extra two regular season games added on. The players shot that down quickly. So it seems that the only way that we will see a reduced preseason is if the players come around to more games in the regular season. Do you ever see that happening, Ben? Yeah, I, I believe it's inevitable that it's going to happen. I mean, it, it's it's going to take place. Uh, number one, the NFL needs more inventory. They need more regular season inventory. I believe they'll add more playoff games, too. Right? They're going to add more playoff teams. This is the most popular sport, even with all these people attacking the game of football. It's the most popular sport with the fewest products to sell. Uh, exhibition games don't sell. These, I've been watching like, some of these games. Are, the stadiums are mostly empty. Uh, and it, it's kind of like exhibition games are like if you ran a market, a, a supermarket, and you said, all right, we're going to sell apples, but we're going to try to sell apples with worms. Who the hell, anybody that inspects the apples is going to see the worm. Be like, I'm not buying the apple. It's got a worm in it. Uh, screw you. So, and that's what exhibition football is. So you you got to get more regular season games. Number two, Roger Goodell, his job here and the people around him, his, his toadies, is to convince the owners to give some concessions to the players, give them a bigger percentage of the money pie, and then and only then will the players feel liberated and they'll give in to those demands and you'll get an 18-game regular season. You'll get a couple of extra wild card teams in the postseason. Uh, That's what's going to happen. That's inevitable that those things are going to take place. It's all part of the evolution of the NFL. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That's the winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. All right, let's do it. Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. And we're back at it, batting leadoff here on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Serious Sean. Serious Sean. Hello, Serious Sean. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? If I was any better, Serious Sean, I would be a quarterback, but not... Brock Osweiler, because he didn't look very good. <laughs> it's not that funny. All right, uh, now, Sirius Sean, are you going back to school? What's your plan here? Last we talked, you were a high school graduate, and you were going to move on with your life. Yeah, I'm I'm starting on Tuesday, actually. Oh, uh, no! At, at night. Okay, at <laughs> night. Oh, yeah, but you, you're still going to be able to listen to the show, right? Yeah, because I can stay up and have fun. I don't have to wake up till noon. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're living our life. Very nice. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the joke, Serious Sean, to bat All lead right. off? What do we got? All right. One last thing i got to say. Welcome back to my buddy, Eddie, to the studio. Oh, stop <laughs> sucking up Thank to him, Sean. please. You're embarrassing nice yourself. Man. You're, don't do that. What's wrong with you? All right. Um, what What's orange and sounds like a parrot? What's orange and sounds like a parrot? I, I don't know. A carrot. Thank you. Uh, go away. All right, Big Ben's lame jokes. The way this works, I will read the beginning of the joke. I will then throw a bounce pass to Eddie. Eddie will then throw the pass back to me and try not to be the punchline assassin. 
Okay, at that point, I will then deliver the punchline. Now, as a disclaimer, now, Coop, do I need to read the full disclaimer, or are we good? We're good. Okay. Uh, as a disclaimer, though, just a reminder, these are jokes submitted by listeners. And if you're easily offended, this might not be the segment for you. We don't think these are very offensive. If we were on a, a platform where we didn't have government regulations, we would really give you some good jokes. But these are like the kind of a, I don't want to say watered down, but we have to we have censorship a little bit of censorship, so we have to be mindful of that. Okay? All right. Everyone good? Danny G will check in. If the joke is funny, you'll hear this. <laughs> if it's not, then you hear this. Ooh. And every once in a while, it's like a hanging chad. There's an outdated reference. It could go either way, and then you'll hear this. I could give you a whole dissertation of butt angles. Uh, I, hope, I hope he gets healthy. I want our regular update guy back, the great Ralph. Boy, we miss him. Show has not been the same since Ralph left. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, we'll begin with this. And this is from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. A semi-truck hauling frozen pizzas overturned in Arkansas this week, covering the road, and there were pizza pies that had to be thrown away. Oh, that is not good. Yeah. Saddened onlookers responded, rest in pizza. Oh, that is not good either. You were expecting a Bartolo Colon punchline, weren't you? Eek zigged when he should have zagged. Bad news, Eddie. Two vegans are arguing with each other. Uh, that's bad news? Now, the good news is it's not a beef. Ha! <laughs> oh, Coop. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for that. That was Mike. Uh, what do you get when you team Angry Bill and Big Ben for Maller's Mountain of Money? Angry Bill and Big Ben, when they're together, what do you get? That was me talking in the third person. Uh, the Maller Manure is what you get. <laughs> that, uh, from Ryan, who's, who sent that one in. Yeah, that did not go so well. What about a nine-year-old girl? Well, this is one of my favorites, and I was thinking about saving this for later. Should I save it for later, Eddie, or should I use it early on? I would say save it for later okay. if you really I'm gonna, think it's I'm going to circle that. I think it's pretty good. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Atlanta shortstop Johan Carmago, I believe that's how you pronounce it, injured his right knee after falling while running onto the field. Yes, very embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, well, he really did, Eddie, put his foot on the line. Ooh. Okay. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, here's one from Kurt from Earth. What do you call a Cleveland Browns player in motion? Hmm. <laughs> I like it already. Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you call a Cleveland Browns player in motion? A bowel movement. <laughs> All right. Uh, why was Coop trying to get Danny G's attention? Uh, I don't know. Why was Coop trying to get Danny G's attention? He really wanted Danny to pot him up. He really. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not sound effects, folks. Those are actual Coop loop reactions. Uh. All right, what do you got? What do you got, Coop? Anything? Ben, what is your spirit animal? Oh, no, I don't know. What is my spirit animal? The cheetah. Yes. <laughs> not funny. Who put that in? That's not That's funny. That's from Branding Ben Maller. Yeah, screw you. All right, uh, what's the difference between Colin Kaepernick and a can of tuna fish? <laughs> what is the difference between Colin Kaepernick and a can of tuna fish? I don't know, Ben. A uh, can of tuna fish is dolphin friendly. <laughs> That's uh, Gordon in uh, Tacoma. Racist. That's uh, Gordon. No, it's I don't know if that's racist. Is Dolphin a race? I don't know. All right, so Big Ben's lame jokes. Uh, New England has become the first NFL team to buy their own planes. I saw that. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, this is actually old news, Eddie. 
The Patriots have owned the Jets for 20 years. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, Coop, you want to go again? Are you uh, you know, pause? Sure. Or... All right. Why did Eric Clapton go to Babies no, R Us? Oh, God. Come stop. On, you told me this no was... disclaimer. You said don't read the disclaimer, and you do these baby jokes, and now i got to read the damn disclaimer. Uh, you just so... wanted to do some window shopping. Big Man's Lame Jokes of the Week is occasionally uh, offensive to some. It contains odd language, which may be unsuitable for children who should not be listening to the radio. Look what time it is, you people. You shouldn't have your kids listening. What's wrong with you? Uh, It has unusual humor, sometimes no humor at all, advanced nuance. And so if you're easily offended, uh, please, please uh, turn down the uh, volume for a few minutes. Yes? There you go. All right. We'll have the continuation. We'll get back to it. And we'll save that joke. I pushed it back. I'm not going to use it as my closer. I got a pretty good closer. We'll get to all that. The rest of Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week, we'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media, and help keep the show growing. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Uh, let's get right back to it. We got a lot of jokes and limited time. This always seems to be the battle. Fighting the clock. I'm like Floyd Mayweather fighting the clock every night. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. And back to it we go. Fast food sales, Eddie, are growing faster than the U.S. economy. Well, that's not surprising, is it? Yeah, experts are crediting Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> oh, no, he's on a diet now. Oh, that's right. I guess they got to update that joke. Well, only a third of American men use a condom when they have sex at it. Only a third. All right. Yeah. Uh, th- that study was actually paid for by No Condom Carl. I could give you a whole dissertation of butt angles. That's a Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Well, a McDonald's customer was so upset, they the person jumped over the counter and punched an employee because he said he had been waiting for two hours to get his French fries. Well, that is an awfully long time. I don't know if he should be punching anyone. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Sandoval said, hey, it's self-defense. <laughs> there we All go. Right. Oh, there we go. Uh, nice. I like that. Uh, thank you very much to Jim. Nice Pablo Sandoval reference. Coop, what you got for me, Coop? Loop? Anything you got over there? That's it. That's it, Coop? I didn't I send you some jokes? You those were not funny. You didn't like those? Oh, okay. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't know you were the after, judge. Of- after his last effort, I think it's for the best. We shut down Coop. Shut down the Koopa yeah. Loop. I got you. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, did you know that Kim Jong-un and his North Korean regime, uh, they've been accused of thousands of human rights violations. Yeah, I yeah. am aware of that. Apparently, he wants to soften his image in America. He'd like to appear on a future Colin Kaepernick t-shirt. It's from the Hillbilly. Who sent that one in? Thank you, Hillbilly. What do you get when you invite No Condom Carl to your party? Oh. No Condom Carl is big on the show tonight. I don't know. What do you get when you invite him to a party? A growth spike in attendance. Oof, we're not closing the show uh, strong. Oh, here, no, guys. no. I got a big finish here. I got I, a big I finish. I hope so. I've saved the best. I've, trust me, Eddie. I've never let you down. No, that's not true. Uh, here's another one from Just Josh. Did you hear that Cheetos now going to open a pop-up restaurant in New York? A Cheetos restaurant yeah. in New York. I did not know about that. Andy Reid has not been this excited <laughs> since McDonald's gave you the all-day breakfast menu. 
When in doubt, go to the uh, fat guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. never, never goes. Always works. Never goes bad. Uh, well, bad news. Floyd Mayweather says that on paper, Conor McGregor has the edge over him going into their fight. That's the bad news. What's the good news, Ben? The good news is, fortunately for Floyd Mayweather, he can't read that piece of paper, yeah. so he didn't have to worry about it, Eddie. Yeah, that's from Dan. Thank you, Dan, for that. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. All right, I got two left. Two left here. Let's see. Yeah, flip a coin in my head. Which way do I go? All right. I've got this now. All right. Here we go. Let's see here. All right. NBA star Zach Randolph yeah. was arrested for dealing marijuana at an L.A. housing project this week. I saw that. Yeah, it's, it's not all bad news. He was just trying to weed his way through the offseason. That's what he was trying to do. Uh, from, uh, Dave. All right. Here we here's go. the closer. Don't let us down, Maller. I'm not going to let you down. I guarantee you're going to smile. You're going to love this. Did you hear that Justin Cooper is a big fan of NFL teams getting together in training camp, like the Rams and Chargers working out no, together? I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, Coop says he loves joint practices. <laughs> all right, there it is. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Thank you all for submitting those jokes. We appreciate it, and do it again and, you know, week after week. The email address is Show at gmail. Make sure you put jokes in the headline, and we'll potentially use your joke. We did not. I get some people every week. I, I why didn't you use my joke? Now, there's certain jokes that we've embargoed that we don't use. We For whatever reason, we just don't use them because we've already used them. Uh, like the classic cliche sports jokes that are said by every team. Uh, you know, playing a video game, how you win a championship, you know, roadkill, those kind of things. We've we've retired those jokes. We've retired them. So we, we try to come up with a little nuance. And a lot of these jokes, as you can tell, these guys have been just paying attention to the stories of the day. So uh, there it is. Another somewhat successful edition of Lame Jokes of the Week. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And now, it's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it! And it is time yet again for Benny's Balderdash each and every week at this time. If you like it, we do it every week. If you don't like it, we only do it once a week. So just chill out. Relax. Everything's okay. No one's going to be injured here. It's all fun and games when you play a radio game show. Right? Yes. All right, let's welcome in our contestants. Now, do we have our – we have no defending champion, Coop, is that right? Oh, Enzo is. That's right. All right, so that's right. Yeah, Enzo, our defending champ. And uh, we say hello to Enzo. Hello, Enzo. What's going on, Big Ben? Welcome back, Enzo. Any uh, CFL action for you this weekend? Will you be watching? Uh... Yeah, I watch the Lions play every week. Yeah? Yeah. That's it? You don't watch anybody else other than that? Yeah. No, not really. I don't really care about the other teams. By the way, it should be pointed out, Enzo hit on his e-gaming bet that he uh, tip that he gave me. Yeah. Nothing but winners, Davey. Did you actually bet on it, though, Enzo, or just give Eddie some? Uh, no, I didn't bet on it. Of course not. That'd be wrong to do that. Be... I know. Of course it would. It would be immoral to do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, hold on, Enzo. He's a painter. He's. You can tell by his voice. There's a lot of fumes there. And who is he going to go against? Let's see here. We got three and we got five that are lined up. So, Eddie, pick number three or number five i'll go with three all right you pick number three that is tyler in southern california hello tyler hey ben uh, glad to be back 
Yeah, you're back. You had a long run prior, Tyler. So now this guy Enzo's on a roll. Can you take him down? I'll try my best. We'll uh, have some fun. All right. Let's do it. Very good. So we have Tyler versus Enzo, and we'll lock everyone in here. We'll lock you in there. We locked you in there. All right, gentlemen, here are the categories for this week's edition of Benny's Balderdash. Category number one, in the buff. Category number two, picked twice. And category number three, what the deuce. All right, those are the categories. Is Anthony behind this this week, uh, this masterpiece? A joint effort between the Ben Maller writing staff of Anthony and Anaheim and the Coop and Danny G. Okay. Uh, now, Enzo, you got on first. You're the champ anyway, so where do you want to go? Uh, let's go with category number two. All right. Picked twice is the category. Everyone in this category was drafted in more than one major sport. More than one major sport. Gentlemen, your name is your buzzer. You each get one lifeline. Good luck, and may the best man win. Here we go. For $200, this unemployed social justice warrior. Tyler. That's all you need. All right, Tyler. Colin Kaepernick. That is correct. He's drafted by the Chicago Cubs. How do you think baseball would have handed, uh, handled uh, Kaepernick? Like, if Kaepernick had been on the Cubs in the World Series last year and during the National Anthem had t- you know, kneeled down, how would that have gone over? Oh, that would have been fun. All right, uh, $400. Let's keep it going. This four-time Pro Bowl quarterback was drafted by the Rockies in 2000 to play the outfield. He holds a, the record for career rushing yards in the NFL by a quarterback. Enzo Tyler. Tyler is going to give it a shot. Uh, Russell Wilson. You believe that Russell Wilson is the all-time leader in rushing yards? No. He's only been playing a couple of years. Give him some credit there. All right. What about you there, uh, Enzo? No, I'm drawing a blank on this uh, one. Okay. Uh, puppy killer, does that ring a bell? All right. No, that's uh, cr- uh, Michael Vick was who wow. we were looking for. Michael Vick. What, what other sport was he drafted in? Uh, he was drafted by the Rockies to play baseball. baseball. Huh. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. We, we moved to $600. This former Heisman winner... And former first-round pick was also drafted by the Padres in 2014. He is currently out of the league after partying like a rock star. Tyler. Tyler. Johnny Manzo. That's right. Johnny football. Tyler gets those points back and then some. And we keep it going for $800 on Balderdash. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We've got Tyler in Southern California and Enzo who's in Vancouver. Here we go, 800 bucks. This Super Bowl champ was drafted by the Colts second overall in 1994, but this former Aztec was also drafted by the then California Angels in 1993. The L.A. Rams, formerly the St. Louis Rams, would retire his number 28. Tyler. Tyler again. Marshall Falk. Correct. Good job by you. All right. I was in San Diego when he played at San Diego State. The guy was like a video game when he played in college. He, I mean, was, he, he was getting like 250, 300 yards every game. It was insane. Uh, anyway, all right, here we go. A thousand bucks. We'll close out this category. Pick twice. This wide receiver was a three sport athlete at the University of Minnesota and was drafted twice in the MLB draft by the Brewers in 2008 and the Twins the next year. He would be drafted. To the Broncos in 2010 and is currently on the Tennessee Titans. Enzo. Tyler. Oh, oh Enzo got in there first. I used a lifeline, Eddie Garcia. Okay, right. uh, Eddie. Go ahead. Good play. 
<laughs> look, at, look at the sportsmanship. Uh, can, I, can you repeat the question? Yes. All right. This wide receiver, three-sport three athlete at the University of Minnesota. He was drafted twice in baseball by the Brewers and also the Twins the next year. He would be drafted by the Broncos in 2010. He's currently on the Tennessee Titans. Um, boy. Yeah. Wide receiver for the Titans. Uh, Eric Decker. All right, he's uh, going with Eric Decker. It's almost like someone told him that. Uh, do you know the no, answer? Is actually, that, no, actually, no, 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 all right, uh, let's keep it going. We have Enzo. We have In the Buff. And also, What the Deuce. Uh, let's go with What the Deuce. All right, not what you think, you pervert. Everyone in this category had a strange injury. All right, everyone in this category had a strange injury. All right, this NBA, uh, we'll, we'll start with $200. Your name is your brother, guys. This NBA, oh, there's a mistake here, but I'll correct it. This NBA all-star forward, beloved hero out of Oklahoma, broke oh, his God. hand after punching a team Enzo. employee. Uh, Enzo. Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin. <laughs> well, uh, why the oh God part? You know why. Greatest clipper of all time. He'll have every franchise record by the time he's done. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's, good. he's loyal, unlike Chris Paul. All right, $400. Here we go. Let's keep it going for $400. During the pennant race in way back in 1986, this beer-loving Red Sox third baseman managed... Enzo. Enzo. Wade Boggs. Correct. Wade Boggs. He injured himself putting on cowboy boots. Pretty difficult. It's more difficult taking them off than putting them on, though, isn't it? Right? It's a pain in the ass to get them off. I've never worn cowboy boots. I'm a cowboy, Eddie. You should try it, you know? I'm up. You know. All right, that's. Uh, I'm not going there because I know that will be played for the next 15 years, and I don't want that. All right, here we go. Eight hundred dollars. After a are long, we on six hundred? Uh, we're on six hundred. Yes. Thanks for playing along. All right, six hundred. After a loss in Game Two of the Eastern Conference semifinals, this former Nick would punch Tyler. A- Amari Stoudemire. Ty- yeah, good job by you, Tyler. You're listening to Balderdash. It's the Ben Maller Show. And we've got, we got a good one. That's my friend across the hall. That's what he says. Uh, Enzo in Vancouver and Tyler in Southern California going at it. We'll go to $800, and uh, you can play along as you listen to the radio. In 2011, this 2011 Golden Spikes winning Indians pitcher was forced out of his scheduled ALCS game to start in the playoffs after slicing his pinky finger. Tyler. Tyler. Trevor Bauer. Wow, good job by you. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is fixing a drone. The drone fixed him. $1,000 we go. This former Cardinal kicker is a legend after injuring himself, jumping up. Enzo. Enzo. Martin Gramatica? No. All right, Tyler, you want to steal? Tyler. Yeah. Lifeline. All right. You got Danny or? Danny G. All right, Danny. Come on, Danny. Come on, clutch right now. Clutch kicker it, right here. It is a Grammatica, but a Bill Grammatica, I think it is. All right, you want to go with that, Tyler? I will go with that, yes, Danny. Yes, Bill Grammatica. Oh, I got him mixed up. Uh, you had a 50-50 chance on that. It did not work out for you. We'll do a couple more. We're not going to get through this whole category, guys. We'll do two more, 
And so here we go. The last category is in the buff. In the buff's the category for $200 on Balderdash on the Ben Maller Show. This Super Bowl-winning, party-loving tight end is Tyler. Tyler. Rob Gronkowski. The Gronk. (laughs) Correct. $400. This guy averaged over 20 points and 15 rebounds as the main man in Minnesota, but he only got a ring after relocating. Enzo. Yes. Nice. Enzo. Kevin Garnett. No. Tyler. No. uh, That's wrong. Tyler. Kevin Love, oh, man. All right, let's uh, pause. Hold on a second. I don't know if we have enough. No, we don't. Uh-oh. We do not. Tyler is the winner with 3,800. Well, actually, you got Kevin Love, too, right there at the end. So, yeah, that's 4,200 4, points. 4,200. How much yep. did Enzo have? 1,200. All right, not enough. Hey, good game, Enzo. Good job, Tyler. The Thank you. Enzo's reign of terror has come to an end here on Balderdash. Uh, thank you, Enzo. Good luck. Thanks, yeah, we have a nice uh, parting gift for you. Let me see that. There we go for you. And Tyler, you get your own. I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Let's go, baby. I'm glad to be back. Let's go next week. I'm I'm down. Let's go. It's a Disney-esque story, a return of glory for <laughs> Tyler. Back in the winner's circle again. All right. Thanks, Tyler. There you thank go. Thank you. All right. The big winner, Tyler. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.